Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Roll Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food production and food consumption. It's Tuesday. Jay Truitt checking in. I guess he still has electric in the ERCOT system of Texas. Andrew Henderson from the UK. Jay, how severe is the weather in Texas? Uh, I hate to even say anything compared to what the rest of the country is experiencing. <laughs> so, uh, we're, uh, I mean, it's cold. It, it, I think, uh, the low last night was something like 15 or something, but that's by far the coldest weather we've had. We had a, we had a little dusting of snow that almost was deep as the grass. Right. And so it lasted about <laughs> five hours, something like that. Um, well, I got to tell you, of course I'm, more it, con I'm more concerned about your 15 above. My currently, yeah. I was eight. When I got up, I, were eight, I was eight below. Now I'm at 12 below. You know, the coldest right. time is just before dawn. But um, ERCOT mm -hmm. has the most vulnerable electric grid in the nation at this moment. That's the state of Texas. And when your electric grid goes down, it's going to affect me. So I'm worried about you more than me. Yeah, I think, oh. uh, I think. I think the advantage this time is that this cold front didn't reach uh, the other big population centers in South Texas. And so the big draw didn't go all the way to Houston this time. It's, it's cool in Houston, but it's not, it's not this in Houston. So uh, okay. um, that I let's, so, let's so pretend, let's day pretend day. like we're going to make it out of the, out of the box without, without screwing up the rest of the country again. Yeah. So what you're actually saying is to to to, to just condense what you're saying, um, Jay. Houston, there isn't a problem. That exactly right. right. Yeah, okay. Houston, there's not a problem. Right. Yeah. Not as big okay. a problem. So, yeah. So Jay. <laughs> yeah. Jay. Yeah. Just not to throw any rabbit into the uh, into the proceedings very early on today. Um, is this a new attempt? Are you are you uh, actually? Uh, trying to get a job with the United Airlines as a pilot. Is that one of the reasons we're seeing this new uh, configuration on your head at the moment? Because you're looking yeah, very no. pilotess. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I did spend... It, it was a good look for me once, early in my life. When I got my hair cut real short, like I had it in the Air Force back then, right? I decided I had to go yeah. back and wear headsets yeah. again. Yeah, that's what it's about. So, I, I wouldn't go to work for United, though. I'd probably yeah. go to work for... American. Yeah, probably no, American. Out of Dallas. No, they've agreed to look at taking on mentally unstable people to fly planes as part of their oh, bingo. policy. And I'm, so, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm just... Because you know that they are, they're supporting transgenderism and... Um, they're actually sponsoring at the moment. The head of the uh, of uh, United Airlines is sponsoring uh, events with the trans movement, so that he can promote um, transvestites into uh, their their, uh, their. I think it's tremendous. Let me read to you, uh, so that people think that Andrew is not being, you know, tongue in cheek. Let me read to you from the FAA's website. The FAA's website targeting disabilities or those who have disabilities the, that the federal government as a matter of policy has identified for special emphasis in recruitment or hiring. The, they include hearing and vision impaired, missing extremities, 
partial paralysis, complete paralysis, epilepsy, severe intellectual disabilities, psychiatric disabilities, and dwarfism. If you have these qualities, please contact us and apply for a job at the FAA. It's on their website. I don't, Anything is that, I don't even know what to say to Jay, that. Don't, I, Jay, I, Jay, don't what do you say? That's all I'll say. I, well, well, the only thing I want to clarify, I, <laughs> uh, only thing I want to clarify is Andrew wasn't exactly right. Those are employees at the FA, FAA, not for an, an airline. So the FAA right. has 45,000 employees and the agency level, they're not airline employees that would be flying, flying your plane. But still, how stupid can you be? Uh, well, no, no, no. No, because the the boss of United Airlines announced. I, I think if you Google it, or sorry, Duck Duck Go it, or whatever you decide to do, Trent, you'll find that United Airlines have embraced it and said they want to be part of the deal as well. I'm telling okay, you, that's okay. Not no, I'm not disputing that that wouldn't that happen. Up. I'm just saying this is not for yeah. airlines. This is for FAA. But this is a discussion that I actually wanted to have today because you know, and and I have one more flight in two weeks and then i'm done flying but uh i've said that before it might be a last flight yeah i know but i had i i made up good in terms of a conversation with one of the pilots that was on my plane he wasn't flying my plane he was a pilot on my plane and most interesting conversation talking about fuel said airline who i won't name has 12 years worth of aviation fuel in inventory in inventory, Big. not just contracted. 12 years. Yeah. Now, that number jumps out at me because all the work that I've been doing on the CO2 pipeline and trying to prevent CO2 being buried a mile and a half deep under Oliver and Mercer counties, North Dakota, they must keep that, that CO2. The, the contract says you must keep the CO2 buried for 12 years in order to receive your 45Q tax credits. Why all of a sudden do we have this 12-year uh, thing popping up everywhere? 12 years uh, airline inventory of diesel fuel, 12 years to have CO2 yeah. in the ground? That's not a coincidence. No, you, you're you over the target, Trent. That's obvious. You're over the target. And it, it sounds like it, you are finding out bits of the scam and you're going to be able to put it together and work out exactly what they're up to. Yeah. I, I, I guess I was just headed in a different direction, and not to distract you, because I do want to come back to this. But um, the the interesting thing is, Andrew called me uh, uh, a wannabe pilot, but I can't even be a pilot back in my old Air Force. You know, the Air Force was uh, asking for people, guys, to come back because they're right. short. Um, they're they failed to meet their recruitment goals three years in a row. And um, they know that they're running out of people in their pipeline. But the new the new joint, it's all going to be fixed because the new joint chief of staff um, uh, at the Department of Defense uh, is a former former Air Force four star general who uh, his claim to fame was that uh, here about a year ago or two, he declared that there was no reason for uh, for the United States Air Force to have more than 46 percent of its pilots to be white no and so yeah i he didn't name native american white and i so i don't know i don't know where i fit in that but i'm pretty sure i'm not black 
Um, and so <laughs> you better send your DNA in to find out. Yeah, the odds yeah, of that are low, I'm right? Not, I'm not, but I'm so sure. it, it all comes. It all comes to a culmination somewhere here. Some somewhere that people there is a grand master plan. I'm not for sure what it is, but. Uh, I'm too tall yeah. to be a dwarf. I don't have epilepsy. I don't have heart disease. I don't have any of those things. I, well, I'm you, pretty you much unemployable. Psychi- Wait a minute. You skipped the psychiatric issues. Yeah. Psyche. Well, yeah. that's probably yeah. debatable, right? That might be my <laughs> one ticket in. You might have an in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, we're laughing about all this stuff, but it, it really, Trent, when it's you crazy. To tell me before. You know, you start telling me the stuff that they—they're actually saying that breastfeeding is bad for children. I mean, ethically problematic. I mean, ethically, I couldn't believe. I heard that. I listen. I heard you guys report that, and uh, honestly, so this is what's really funny about that. For for uh, for about four years, I represented uh, some of the largest baby uh, baby formula ingredient companies in the world. And right. uh, and the the battle, world? well, and the battle and debate. Well, if you want baby formula to be good, or do you want it to be bad? You got to decide that also at the same time. Not everyone can breastfeed. You can't mandate breastfeeding because it's not possible in every scenario. Um, so, sure. but it's ridiculous. But it's also uh, absurd. And and one of the things that was interesting in in those side those companies was there was a deep culture not not to try to get women to not breastfeed they were they were adamant that yes breastfeeding is is obviously the best thing for a whole lot of reasons how do we replicate that the best i mean how do we make ourselves as close to breast milk we can't ever get perfectly there though pick it up with breast milk when we get back with more we're all right after this Greg Hager is a friend of mine, but he's also the Entertainer of the Year. How do you win Entertainer of the Year? You make people feel good while you're entertaining them. That's what you do, and how did Greg Hager pull that off? A lot of questions in this particular situation. He writes, he performs, he does all of his own music. Go to the website, greghager.com, that's H-A-G-E-R, and you can check out the tour dates. You can arrange and have Greg come and perform at one of your events. Hey, we'll come together, whatever it takes to get Greg Hager's country and Christian roots in front of you. Greg Hager Music, greghager.com. Welcome back, Roll Route, Trent Luce, J. Truck, Andrew Henderson, I feel like. We brought the audience along kind of as a result of the Across the Pond conversation. I just want to quickly right. state where how we got to where we're talking about this. Yesterday, the American Academy of Pediatrics came out with a report saying that women should not be deluged into believing that breastfeeding is natural. Otherwise, they might think other things would not be natural, and they included childhood vaccinations. And they went so far as to say that mothers breastfeeding their babies is ethically problematic. That's the American Academy of Pediatrics. And then we discovered (laughs) through all of this discussion that currently the United States, second lowest country in the world with mother's breastfeeding at 26%. Now, Jay can pick it up there with representation of 
companies trying to uh, mimic breast milk in the form of formula. Yeah, no. And again, literally, uh, uh, I, I, I did represent a number of those companies and um, uh, was uh, honestly, I was kind of proud to do so at the time. Um, and I don't think that changes today. If you're uh, the, again, there's scenarios where it's an essential it's an essential it's an essential activity that that needs to occur. Um, but uh, with that said, the the simple idea that somehow or another it creates some ethnic ethic challenge because a woman would breastfeed her child, it no, uh, it's absurd. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I it's just it's, I want to I want to remember those two words because I think we've reached a new low. Yeah, in society where people can that actually is believe. That, that, that that could be a real, a really, well, the word is true, that that could be, that breath, tr- breastfeeding is ethically problematic. I mean, who on earth? I mean, these are, these are educated people. Nah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. Well, yeah, they're, they're academically, uh, academically credited. I don't even believe that you're educated if, if you're going to just make statements like that, right? You can have academic accomplishments that you didn't get educated when you had them. I, um, listen, I I mean, it's no, we're having a, we're having like a whole series of conversations that are, um, that all of us, I think, uh, anybody with, that could rationally have any level of common sense would have thought for years uh, most of our lives that we would never even have these conversations, right? Correct. And, oh, absolutely. And, and again, uh, my the whole reason I even bring up my former representation of those entities is it's not to defend them, but it was literally that I know. I mean, I spoke with the experts inside of those companies uh, on a daily, sometimes hourly basis for a couple of years, and. Uh, and they would have never dreamed, never in their wildest dream would they have ever gone along with a statement like that. It, uh, I'm actually going to call some of them and find out what they, what their response to the American I, Pediatric I, I, I wanna... was. I'll send you the article, yeah. Jason. You have the to... facts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Listen, guys, I want to pursue this, in a, take this into a route that is, I think is going to surprise you both. Because I've had, in the last fortnight, this very conversation around calves, okay? And I want to tell you that if you just give me two minutes to explain this to you both, I think you will find that we are missing something that could be very, very important for the future of not just animals, but mankind itself. Now, we have been working with a Dutch company, and I've told Trent this, and what they're doing now is looking at how you can best get the colostrum into a calf after the baby's the baby calf is born as early as possible and also with the right uh, thickness in order to be able to be digested properly through a very small abomasum as you know a, a calf has a very small abomasum on the uh, at the time of birth but you're trying to get that colostrum into that abomasum of very high standard so you you you, you use a fractometer and you do all those things 
And what they've decided to do, which I think is really quite clever, is they're also um, looking at the cow and saying, you know, whatever colostrum that cow produces, we should be taking it if we can. And I know it's not always practical, but we should be taking that colostrum out of that cow and freezing it to help top up perhaps calves that don't get access at the right time because of weather or whatever it is to colostrum and therefore their immune system. Now, what that then means is they're freeze drying some of this colostrum. And now we're able to add it to increase the strength of mother's colostrum on a baby calf. Because now, as you know, Trent, from a, from a production point of view, we're looking at animals when they're two, three, two and a half years old, carving back into the herd. Those animals are asked to give an awful lot of milk. So we, we need to give them one heck of a really good start in terms of their resistance to disease and taking on the uh, mother's clonal antibodies. Now, maybe we should be looking at human uh, medicine in a similar way because um, we should be looking at the quality of the colostrum in each individual mother, making sure for their health, the mother's health, that we take all that colostrum away from the from the mother. Because in my wife's case, and I, you know I don't talk about this very often, but there is a suggestion that because she didn't breastfeed one of our children, that that has actually contributed to my wife's cancer because the colostrum wasn't properly taken out of her body and has caused potentially problems in in the in 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 the years ahead. So um, I think this is a huge issue, frankly. Uh, there you could, go. I, I want to back up a bit. It, it's something new to collect colostrum from cows and freeze it and have it available to other calves in the UK. That's no. another thing. No. No. No, not at all. What is has been neglected is is making sure that the calf itself gets the colostrum at the right time. And also, it's also, I don't think that farmers are very good at analysing every bit of colostrum that they produce, that they freeze, and knowing the quality of it. So I'm, I'm not saying that, of course, we've been doing that for years. What I'm saying is that what's happening, though, is that we're, it's, it's very evident that still a number of calves haven't been getting the required amount of colostrum at the right time. That's for sure. Anyway, carry on. Because I know dairymen in this country, uh, when those calves are uh, first getting started, they're for 20 years at least, in my knowledge. They've been checking IgG levels to make sure that the right amount of colostrum is in each calf. They monitor it before the calf moves on to the next phase. Yeah. Well, I, I know there's a lot of farmers that will tell you uh, that that's what they do. But what they say and what they actually do, I, I go around farms every day and I'm not and there's no way that I'm going to stand here and say that, that that's actually what happens because I know it isn't. Well, I know that I, I know that people, people will tell you verbally that's what they do. But when you actually go to the farm and you let you let them show you. You know, nine out of ten farmers that I've spoken to, nine out of ten, don't even know how to calibrate their fractometers. There could so be. They, so they, how long? You know, how long does the uh, the typical you know, UK dairyman keep those calves before they would go be sold or go to the next phase? Well, that's it. Depends on the breed, actually, Trent. It can be straight off the cow and and uh, and onto a rearing unit within ten days, or it could be uh, between 
30 and 50 days, or it could be reared for its entire life at the farm and then uh, reproduced as part of the of, of a, as a replacement cow. So there are there are many different systems, but I am telling you that there's been a huge amount of neglect of that critical period at calving, without a doubt, hmm. without any shadow. I I speak not as what people say, but as what people do. Right. And uh, right. and that and I think there's always a difference between the two. Well, to your to your bigger point, um, we don't pay attention to that at all with human babies. We do a better job no. monitoring it on beef calves, or excuse me, dairy calves, ah. than we do with beef than ah. human babies. Well, yes. well, there you are. I, I, now I'm agreeing with you. I, I absolutely because I know that that isn't tested. Because I, I, what I'm trying to say is that yeah, we are homing in on those issues within the. Uh, within the uh, animal kingdom, if you like, but we're not going anywhere near them in the human kingdom. And I think it's a huge mistake because um, obviously that how many millions and millions of uh, litres or pounds of uh, colostrum have been wasted over the last 50 years in the Roll human out. population? Second half. Who knows? Will we stay with breast milk or not? Come back and find out after this. Northwest Landowners, the event is taking place tomorrow and Thursday, but also part of that, I want to make sure that you know the Securities Exchange Commission is talking about these natural asset companies. We must stop that. Property rights is core at Liberty. Without property, we have no ability to protect ourselves and we will lose everything. Northwest Landowners this week, we will be talking about that and you have less than two days to issue a comment if you agree with me on the national assets companies and should not be traded and the New York Stock Exchange. Your property could be taken from you by simply trading it on the New York Stock Exchange. Get involved today. Don't let it slide. Welcome back. Roll route. Trent Lewis alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson. Anything that comes to our mind, you're going to hear. No censorship here. <laughs> Yet. No, I, you know, you know, part of this, the, the, the whole first half of the show, though, what we talked about were things that were just unreal. Um, I mean, unrealistic stuff. Um, it, it is no different than. The, the conversation you made a reference to uh, in regards to CO2. I mean, uh, good grief. We, uh, we have agencies inside the federal government that actually treat CO2 as, as if it's a, a hazardous chemical. And without it, there'd be no life on Earth, right? It's, it's just as valuable as oxygen uh, and, and a bunch of other things that are in our air. Uh, without CO2, you eventually have no oxygen, and without oxygen, you uh, um, you can't produce all the CO2 that you want um, uh, from an uh, from a secondary source. We can produce we can produce CO2 all kinds of ways, but uh, um, again, without without CO2, you don't have an, enough oxygen for us to maintain the the lives that we have today. Right. And the, the fact that we can just walk around and breathe normally and our lungs fill and and our bodies can function from it. And yet 
the same entity uh some you, you know you can you can sit in a in in classrooms at probably most i would say the vast majority of of higher education institutions in the world today not just in the united states but in the world and listen to some professor drone on and on for hours about um, how CO2 is the bane of our existence and um, uh, we need to eliminate it and we need to do this, we need to do that, right? And uh, it's like we never learn, you know, if you live long enough, you've heard all the pitches, you know, Um we were we were going to have an ice age, then we're going to have a heat wave, then we're going to have a hole in the ozone layer, then we're going to have uh, whatever, whatever. All of that information is coming from the same people that told me that if I crawled underneath a 12-pound uh, desk, I could protect myself from nuclear blast. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I, you know, as a kid, and so, I mean, come on. Right. We've we've lost our we've lost touch with reality. And it used to be I felt like we were trying to reach back and hold on to it. Now we've turned loose. Right now. Now we're skiing without without poles and we're just going straight <laughs> down the mountain. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. there's no yeah. no reason to, to try to slow down. And uh, um uh, I at some point here, I guess the whole my the whole thing is just flashing through my head is uh, um, at, at some point we have to analyze our critical thinking skills and and our ability to just have have reason in a conversation and and think about how we go back to the point that we get to that place. What is it? What is the common denominator that is missing from all the conversations when there's no reason involved and no common sense? And on either side, honestly, we do it um, both right and left. But the left is per left is perfecting it right now to not have common sense. Um, I, it's it's a scary it's a scary world we're turning over to our. Well, our grandchildren well, actually, and great-grandchildren. Yeah, actually, you fell into a bit of a trap there, Jay, because it isn't really left versus right anymore, is it? No, I Not agree. Really, it, I mean, it, it, uh, the ideology is—it's it, actually right versus wrong. Yeah. And, well, yeah, that's where we're at. I mean, you know, an interesting thing. Back to our, and I'll just throw this out just for. For interesting discussion, right? So when I was working for those uh, uh, infant formula product companies, you know who are you know who the the breastfeeding advocates were? Were the the extreme far left? Yeah, yeah, they were sure. the ones that can, wanted to I, they wanted to head. mandate. Yeah, they wanted to mandate breastfeeding. They wanted to, to take, um, they they were trying to kill infant formula from being available inside the women and infants and children's um, um, program, and uh, they wanted no subsidies for 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 baby formula, none, zero, you know, you make, and uh, and so you make a lot of, you're this a lot whole of thing's wrong. Well, yeah, that now sense. we've. We've flipped it around, right? And uh, 
the those same academicians that were supporting them are the people that work at that pediatric institute. I, and I so, guess if you went far, if you went far, if you went back far enough, it would be the left wing leaning women that would be very against abortion as well. And originally, originally, I, I there's there's a lot of truth in what you're saying there. That doesn't surprise me at all. It, <clears> in well, terms of in terms of real people with uh, equal uh, with with a view on equality, the, the 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 bare vision of equality would always support those things. It's when it gets right. infiltrated that people manipulate it. Well, and you know we've twisted. Um, I I used to say this, and I don't say it anymore because there's just not enough people that understand it for you to even make the comment. Um, but I truly am like a classic liberal. Um, that is my my uh, my political philosophical belief. But what a classic liberal uh, would uh, is believed to be versus what the actual definition, as it was originally developed and designed by uh, people in the 1700s, uh, 1600s, and 1700s. Um, that that's been perverted to the point that that people don't really understand a classic liberal at one point in in our political history here uh, for people that care about this kind of stuff that was the guy that was about individual freedoms a small a teeny tiny federal government system um lots of individual rights and and limited state rights even um the ability private property was a key component uh, in that capitalism was developed as an as a as an offshoot of what was classic liberalism, and uh, and today we don't we can't even use the terms properly, and so you can't really call yourself what you really are. I'm I'm honestly probably not a conservative. I am a classic I, liberal, but that sounds um, to me like a classic rancher from Nebraska. Yeah, it is basically ranchers were great classic liberals. They just want well, the government somewhere and, else. And to make it even more intriguing, the most extreme classic liberal would be a libertarian, <laughs> which is where I would like to fall, call myself. Yeah. I, I, I do believe we need the federal government in the United States to do exactly what it was originally designed to do, which is to take care of the common defense and, and uh, uh, basically mediate disputes in interstate commerce okay. and really there wasn't anything else yeah yeah um i i mean and so we have we have twisted this system to the point though that we've tried to create something and and i mean i am a i'm a i'm i'm proud to have a great education um and and i do believe that learning is extremely important but our our public education system, and frankly, even the the public and private education system, has has failed about two or three or maybe more generations of people in the world. And uh, I'm I'm unapologetic about it anymore. I that means I can still love you if you're a teacher, um, but you're not helping. Well, you know, you may well have hit hit on something there very very profound and that is that may, many people nowadays choose not to continue to help themselves be educated 
Because I mm. don't think your education finishes at school or after you leave university or whatever job you learn. I think your education is for the whole time you're on the planet. And I, and I do believe Agreed. that that's the area that we are seeing the real problems in now because people choose to stop learning at a very young age. And that's very concerning. Well, I, you know, though, Andrew, and, and I, so I agree uh, uh, 100%. But by the same token, um, do I really want to send, do I want to really help support my grandchildren to go be indoctrinated at some institution somewhere to believe that literally all the things that I just described were part of a classic, classic liberals uh, ideology are not just bad. I'm evil. Well, right. first of all, um, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I, I, I'm, no, I know. I'm now right. A, I'm, I'm, not, I'm sort of banging Trent's drum because Trent always says that the information's out there if you want to go and find it. Um, part of me wants to believe that he's right, but mm -hmm. that actual quest for information is almost like a job. That's why he thrives in his own media world. It, to actually get that information, you have to be pretty dedicated. You have to really know what's going on in the world. And, and many people will argue that they haven't got the time to do that because of the job and the other responsibilities they've got at home. So that's part of the problem of modern day life that um, we're not giving, because we're using propaganda and not telling the truth to people, they're not getting the access to the truth that they deserve. I don't, I don't know what it's like in Europe today, but I, uh, and I for sure don't know what it's like in Great Britain today. Uh, but in the United States today, we can't even teach history properly, right? I mean, not even close to properly, uh, nor accurately, nor anything else, right? And if you're not going to do it accurately, it doesn't really matter how well, good you are at well, it. it's worse. Right, it's actually worse if you're... It's worse than being, than being ignorant. Yeah. Last right, segment, yeah. roll no. route, just ahead. Well, in today's world, many people are talking about nitric oxide as a part of healthy living, but Dr. Nathan Bryan steps in here because... How do we know the difference between one nitric oxide supplement and another one, Nathan? Well, there's several things you look for. Is the people that are that are that formulated or backing that product ever published a paper in the nitric oxide literature? Do they know anything about the basic enzymology and biochemistry of nitric oxide? Because here's what people do. Put a lot of ingredients in a bag or in a capsule and call it nitric oxide. You have to understand how the human body makes nitric oxide. You got to understand what goes wrong in people that can't make it. And then you got to pro provide product technology that actually fixes the reason you can't make nitric oxide. If you're low in testosterone, you don't give precursors or things because you've lost the ability to produce testosterone. What do you do? You actually give the actual molecules. Same thing with women with hormone replacement. Full details and order the product at no2u.com. That's no number two letter u.com. Put Trent as your coupon code and I pay the shipping. Wait a minute, that's not good. Welcome back, Roll Route, Trent Lewis alongside Andrew Henderson, UK, Jay Truett, that other country called Texas. And oh. I didn't chime in when Andrew was talking about self-reliability because I'm just that simple. It's up to you to protect yourself. It's up to you to educate yourself. You can't sit back yeah. and expect somebody else to do it. And if everybody would implement a level of discernmentship and seek information on their own, we'd have 
uh, a fraction of the problems we have today. Well said. I mean, it really I'm is. Sure. It yeah, Andrew's point is Andrew's point is real though, Trent, and the fact that uh, it does it it. It does take a lot of digging, right? Uh, you find yourself reading books that are 300 years old instead of three. And yeah. there's some uh, there's some interesting dynamics to that, right? Because not everything written 300 years ago is the same, uh, has the same view on the world and humanity that I, that, that I want to have uh, myself either. But uh, yeah. it takes a lot of discernment. You got to work at this. Uh, um, life, you got to work at, all of it. Uh, ironic you bring that up. Thank you, Shelly Brown. I just received three books that were her father's. Mm. And they're 100-year-old books. Oh. And they're fantastic. Yeah. I mean, oh, right. one of them's going to take two times longer to read than the Bible. But hey, at least I have them and I can start. When I just have my little candle and no electricity and I'm shining my candle light on the book. How do we get <laughs> here? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, nah. it's like I I can see Trent like little Bo Peep when all yeah, the, yeah. all the lights go out. Can you not see that? He's there with with the, with the hat on and the little candle. Because you'll get yeah, it's gonna look great. He he can he's he's just he can put the candle on the brim of his hat in the in the yeah, front right. Then that. he has like a headlamp. Yeah, I don't think I'll do that going on. No, I like that. I kind of like that idea. <laughs> I think it could work. It, it, just don't you know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it, that's a 19th century Kindle. That's yeah. A 19th century Kindle, yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's and also why all of our grandparents were blind by the time they were about 60. They couldn't see two feet in front of their face. Right. Um, but you can imagine how boring he's going to be when he's read that book. When, uh, you know, we've all been blacked out for a few weeks and he comes back, the font of all knowledge. Um, oh, yeah. That day, can you imagine that day when we have to listen to that? Oh, dear. When yeah. he starts reading off the, the truth to us. See, that's why I wear these things, though, now, because I can just push a button on the side and mute I it. don't hear anything, right? Yeah. I can mute me and then so, I can mute you, right? No. Yeah. I, I so, you know, it's... So Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I I just want to know where we think, because obviously things are very fluid at the moment. Do we think that we are heading for a world war or do we think we're going to ward it off? Um, Trent, you go first. What's your thoughts on that? Do you really think we're going to end up in at World War Three here? It's going to take a great deal of diligence on behalf of all people like the three of us to prevent that from happening, because it is clear the powers that be in the world, that 1% that tell us how we're going to eat, what we're going to drive, what car we're going to have, need that to take place. If we do not yeah. prevent it, it will. So I, I I have the same answer for every question. It's still up to us. Yeah, I think I think yeah. uh, a little bit like, I mean, just to, just to uh, uh, so everybody knows we didn't pre-record it. Uh, last night, the election in uh the caucus elections in iowa um i think are a mechanical part of the process and um i think a lot depends on who actually is leading the united states um uh, a year from now uh or a year from two weeks from now 
um, a year from now, it'll still be Joe Biden. But a year from next week, it won't. It may or may not be Joe Biden. Um, the, I mean, there's some things that happen. Like, I mean, it's kind of funny, right? Um, we had uh, a U.S. owned um, vessel that was shot by terrorists, was attacked by yes, terrorists right. in uh, yesterday. And we lost two Navy SEALs doing investigations um, off the Somali coast yesterday. And I, I had to dig. Uh, I Well, I think we did, right? I know where they worked. I used to, I've worked in that part of the world at one point. So I kind of understand how that could happen too. But um, the reality here is that um, they uh, it's a trend. Two days ago, they didn't go. They didn't go missing yesterday, Jay. They went missing no, Saturday they, morning. No, that's what. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The the problem. Well, uh, but a Navy SEAL can hold his breath for a long time. He can't do it for two days. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and but with that said, right, that was just that's barely not even a mention, and yet um, um, Russia loses their uh, uses an a, loses an A fifty to Ukraine. And that becomes instantaneous story. And so I, I think uh, I agree with what Trent said, that the, there is a class of people that need a war. I just include in that the world media. They need a war. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. They, they, they want it. They won't admit it. They can't admit it. They can't say they want it, but they want it. Um, because then we all stay glued to a television or uh, our phones even more, and we just like drip over every word, and we eat with a giant spoon instead of a little tiny one, you know. And uh, yeah, uh, the the enemy the enemy has become information, and I think that really is kind of the summation of what well, I think. It, it's still nothing perplexes me more than people I talk to who, who know what's taking place, and then their next sentence is, I just wish the major news would report it. Yeah, Why does yeah. it have to get verification from major news? I, I don't yeah. understand that. You know it to be true. Well, you don't it, need uh, these news uh, outlets to be reporting it to make you feel better. Yeah. No, go act upon yeah, because, it. Because they've determined that, that people like you and me sharing that news are conspiracy theorists. That's what the media have told them we are. That's the they want what they want what they consider to be publicly acceptable uh, outlets to give them the information. And it's like Iowa last night. Uh, Jay alluded to it. You know that DeSantis is trying to tell everybody he did really well. He lost every single county in Iowa, every single one. And um, it's the biggest win of any candidate ever in the first caucus by 18 percent more than the, the, the best guy previously over the last 300 years or whatever it was, 250 years. Right. It is huge, huge. And then, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's the most astonishing result, given that people were being paid to vote against him. It's, yeah. it's astonishing. And, and I and I and I know that um, Trent has a slightly different view on all this, but I I am looking at that and I'm going, wow, where are they going to go next? Because if, if once they, that's the one he didn't win last time. <laughs> yeah. So what's going to happen when they get to New Hampshire and and 
every single one, and he pointed it out last night, every single time that there's going to be an election, the day before, they're putting him in court. The day before. They could have prosecuted him. And, and yet you think this is not theatrics. Well, it's definitely not him doing it. He's certainly not. He's asking. Everything has played out exactly like I told you it would one year ago. No, it's not. Nothing yes, like what you said. Nothing like what you said. No, one hundred percent. The tyranny. The tyranny's not coming from him in the UK. I keep telling you that. Nothing like what you've said. I don't care no about the UK and tyranny. Yeah, but that's you. But that's why you're wrong. Because you should care about the rest of the world. It's happening lockstep everywhere else. So it isn't that individual that's behind it. It can't be. Impossible. It's absolutely impossible. He's the only thing that's going to stop it. You, what do you Here think is. the response is that every day before an election, they, they have a picture of him coming out of court or whatever the case may be? It's to get the people fired up yeah, to go and you, say, you're not going to do that to my guy. You're, you're such but that's puppets. Your, that's why you're, I see you as, as, as defined opposition, because I'll tell you this, you've still got your guns. If he gets elected and does the opposite of what he, uh, uh, you're suggesting he does the same as them, if he does that, you'll just take him straight out of office because you've still got your guns. You don't get it. Well, we're going to go you shooting? No, your argument is totally flawed. You're arguing. I've, I've met people when I've been over in America that said, well, if Trump is the bad guy, he won't last five minutes. How's that going to play right. out, Andrew? Because if he doesn't implement the society that he's portraying to everybody, which he did the first time, frankly, then no, you're he all did gonna not. turn against no, him he in did five not. minutes. That's a blatant lie. Oh, your economy was booming. You yourself, you were so proud. You forget what you were like. No, I don't. He spent, I just can't believe I was misled so badly. No, he spent he spent he, he spent, he spent garbage. Yeah, he but he tiny thing is garbage. Yeah. He spent eight. He spent eight trillion dollars that we didn't have. Yeah, but that was also I, part I, of I his pitch. And I knew, I know that he had to do that to get to where he is. If you no, actually that's, think that's about a blatant it, lie. You cannot no, verify it's not that. A lie. It's the truth. And, and you already told me today it's... that he, he has committed genocide by pursuing the jab, which has killed more people than Lenin, Stalin, I've and never... now he that's made it happen. Absolutely... That's absolute He did garbage. not I've stop it and my... had the chance. He can't. He couldn't stop it. The world would win him at that stage. You know that. He He's the worst leader it. this nation has ever seen, and you're going to pay the price for it if you continue to fall prey to his nonsense. Garbage. You're talking garbage, Trent. You're facts a, are with a, me. It's a chip on your shoulder. It's a no, chip on the your facts are with me. Thirty seconds. You at all. Thirty garbage. seconds. You told me that he wouldn't win these these elections as well. No, I didn't tell garbage. you that. I never told you that. What I told you was, in case you need a reminder, is that Biden would continue to be so extreme that even people who hated Trump were going to come around because that's the only way they could get what they really want. A guy who was going to try to bring about a socialistic communism that we've never seen before in this country and it's playing out exactly like I told you it was going to. We've journeyed down this no, path connecting rural and urban America. Well, all three of us remind you that all roads no, do lead to a roll You're making it up. You're making it up. You never told me that at all. 
Let's talk about certified Piedmontese. It's the most tender beef item you can find. It's on the website, cpbeef.com. Here's the deal. A group of Great Plains cattlemen working together to produce a consistently tender beef supply Thanks to the genetics. You know, genetics are more important than ever before. We need genetics to promote health. We need genetics to promote growth. We need genetics to promote overall efficiency and eating quality. That's what Piedmontese does, and you will never be disappointed. Don't go to the store. We'll deliver the tender beef to the door. cpbeef.com. See you tomorrow.